For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Joining us uh, from Eden Park, the CEO, Nick Sortner. G'day, Nick. How you doing? Very well, and thanks for your time. Well, mate, thank you for yours. Uh, how are preparations uh, going ahead of this weekend? Well, I went for a stroll out with a surf manager this morning, and uh, the Garden of Eden looks like a carpet. It is in uh, immaculate condition. Hard to believe that we had the two fixtures on the weekend, and uh, it will be perfect uh, for the 40,000 crowd this Saturday evening. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been told that it's effectively sold out. I, I did see there was some talk that maybe you look, might look to put some temporary seating in to get some more punters through the door. Where, where is that sitting at the moment? We did look at uh, whether it be a standing room or some temporary seating now, but um, our focus now remains on ensuring that uh, any seats that can be released back to the public are released back to the public. So we're working with the local organising committee and I just encourage people to visit Ticket Tech throughout uh, the next sort of 72 hours um, as there may well be some tickets released. In terms of the uh, the numbers that you had, I mean, there was a lot of talk, of course, the the, the opening game uh, or the opening uh, game day, I should say, because it was three games on the one day at Eden Park, uh, that it was a sellout. But there was a bit of, you know, uh, I guess people talking about it in the media afterwards and saying, well, look, you know, there's 6,000 seats there that are, there's no one sat in. Um, those were obviously sold. People just didn't show for them. Is that what you're talking about in terms of uh, seats being sent, uh, given back or made more available to the public again? So there were some no-shows for that first fixture, but also some people chose to not stay for three fixtures. So um, this weekend we're encouraging people to come from 3.30. It really is a festival atmosphere. Um, the feedback that we've had from customers attending, there's been 97% um, satisfaction or very satisfied. And um, we want people to enjoy the experience outside the field, but also uh, the two premium fixtures that we have starting at 4.30 and then 7.30. Yeah, I mean, it is important to get there early, isn't it? Uh, particularly when it is going to be a sellout, you're going to have 40,000 people there. So if you want to get in early, maybe grab your hot dog and grab your drink. Uh, you, you need to be able to get there in plenty of time so you can get to your seat before kickoff. That's right. We want to ensure that people have a premium experience. And um, the bronze medal game, uh, what wonderful rugby we saw last weekend. And uh, we want to have the park full for both fixtures. And uh, as I mentioned, the atmosphere, family atmosphere, 35% uh, of those attending uh, have brought children along. Um, 65% have had uh, females in attendance. So it really is a different demographic to what we've historically seen for our men's rugby content. And arguably, the Fortress Eden Park, uh, the Black Ferns have got a nine straight winning record, so um, we want to keep that record going. Yeah, and, and that's a thing too. I mean, I know a couple of the players have talked about this, but uh, even with you know a half full house last week, they noticed the difference that the crowd made for them against the French. Uh, the Poms are looking to make it thirty games in a row and win the World Cup, and the crowd can make all the difference. I think that's right, and um, this is a historic occasion. It will be a world record uh, for women's rugby. And there's a genuine sense of pride from everyone who's been associated with the event. We've got to recall that this event uh, was originally 
scheduled for 2021. There's been disruptions. There's been um, inter- interruptions through COVID lockdowns, etc. So to to get the result that we did on the weekend, I, I must admit I struggled. I I walked inside. I couldn't watch that penalty kick as I thought we can't see the Black Ferns go out like this, and then to hear the roar of the crowd. 25,000. Well, imagine what it's going to be like with in excess of 40,000 this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive. And you talk about, I mean, these have been entertainment spectacles as well, not just the rugby, but what you've provided and the, and the Rugby World Cup Organising Committee have provided outside of the game. So what can people expect on the day? Well, we've got the uh, Pacifica um, entertainment around the venue, but we've also got a variety of food and beverage offers. I mean, we've got to remember, Benny, a local Mount Eden resident, uh, will also be performing. So it really is um, a celebration of uh, coming back together uh, after two years of uh, COVID restrictions and lockdowns and and, um, and even crowd restrictions. To, to have 40,000 people back together is something that um, we're excited about. We're here to serve the people of Auckland. We want people to ensure that they have a premium experience. Please be understanding there is over 3,000 casual staff across our workforce. Some of those that um, haven't been at the park for uh, whether it be one or two years. So um, we're just encouraging people to, I suppose, align with the whole competition and the tournament flavour where it's just been so supportive and um, and I think people, whether it been five years or 15 years' time, will remember this Rugby World Cup 2021 as the genuine paradigm shift in women's sport. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, it is a big day. It's a big crowd. Uh, some of the things that get talked about that people uh, maybe complain about the takeaway from match day experience is having to wait half an hour to get a hot dog and a Coke or whatever it happens to be. I mean, are you, are you confident that you've got enough vendors and enough people to man those things that you're going to be able to manage that and get people through in a, in a, t- a timely manner? Well, the great thing is with um, obviously the two games, we can... Um, the peak periods of an All Blacks game, you can't feed 50,000 people in 10 minutes. That's just the reality. But um, with the two games, we've got to be able to disperse um, uh, the crowd and also the food and beverage offer from 3.30 to arguably 9 o'clock at night. And uh, I know the catering team has been working diligently to ensure that all the outlets will be fully staffed. Um, there'll be a full range of food and beverage offers. And we're confident that people will. And as I mentioned, 97% satisfaction rate from um, the triple header. So people came, uh, they were willing to embrace the festival, the carnival that was um, those three games. And again, on the weekend, uh, the feedback that we had uh, from the families was um, what a great event and we look forward to coming back next week. What do you think the knock-on effects of this tournament will be uh, in terms of, say, for the Blues or for the All Blacks or for the Black Ferns for that matter going forward or anybody else that you host at Eden Park as a as a sporting team. Do you expect those crowds to look a bit different from next season? Yeah, well, I think this is a good example where um, historically uh, the women's game has been either a, a double header or a curtain raiser previously uh, to a men's fixture. And we've reached out to NZR next year, World Cup year, with only one fixture historically been at Eden Park. But... Um, with the FIFA Women's World Cup, we can't host the All Blacks. So we've actually said, how about doing a rematch of uh, the Rugby World Cup with the Black Ferns at some stage throughout the year? So um, we'd love to see standalone women's fixtures being held at the venue. There's clearly a demand for the content. And uh, it really just shows the evolution of um, Eden Park. Over 120 years, we've 
held men's rugby world cup finals and now we've become the only venue in the world to host a men's and women's rugby world cup final what have you learnt through this process nick from from woe to go uh, uh that you maybe weren't aware of or hadn't considered before you were in the situation it just demonstrates the need to this we can't control the on-field results the black ferns has done a phenomenal job in terms of their uh, on-field performance, but what we can do is support the crowd in terms of their off-field um, experience. So working with the local organising committee to have, whether it be poise handed out or indeed um, kid zones, um, entertainments or indeed food offerings, that you really want people... We live in an environment where people are looking for escapism, their experiences that are Instagrammable. And uh, when you look at... Uh, the amount of social media traction that this event has uh, actually had, uh, it's been phenomenal. And um, to, to be the lead story on BBC News um, last weekend is something that, again, just shows the growth of the women's game. Yeah, it's absolutely massive, uh, the, the way that it's gone in the last probably, what, 12 to 18 months, I think. Uh, and, and you've also had to juggle things. I mean, you mentioned Benny at the final. Uh, I know there's been other international and uh, big national acts uh, playing as part of the entertainment packages for some of the other rounds that you've had. Uh, is that you know, something from your point of view that you can now look uh, to build in more often, even with, say, men's events or blues events or other things that are going on? Yeah, whether it be a DJ or an international artist, we've now got a model with uh, the stage in the crowd that works. Um, the Rita Aura, obviously, opening fixture, um, the halftime show, etc., was really special. And um, um, even just the engagement with um, her personally, she was honoured to be actually performing at the Women's Rugby World Cup opening fixture and uh, to be the first ever female performer at, at the park in our 120-year history. So um, there's been a number of firsts that this tournament has delivered. I've got to compliment the organising committee, um, the way that they've um, led the tournament. It really has been such a, a good-spirited um, environment and the teams have just been embracing, whether it be Auckland, New Zealand or indeed Eden Park. And uh, we've been delighted to take the Italian team on a tour of the Hello Turf or indeed um, had social media influences up on the roof at our rooftop walk. So I think people are now starting to understand that stadiums and um, coming out of COVID, um, events can actually provide confidence and, and surety after a really uncertain and uh, and challenging period for the country. Yeah, you've done a fantastic job. Everybody at Eden Park has uh, so far for the tournament, Nick. I congratulate you on that. Uh, beyond this, though, you've, you've actually, uh, I, I think, branched out really for Eden Park, haven't you? You started doing more music events, and you've got some pretty big ones coming up. I know Billy Joel's coming up, Guns N' Roses coming up. Uh, what else have you got coming up, and how many of those are you looking to do every year now? Well, if you look at the next three months, um, it's probably the busiest in our history. Uh, we've got 660 on the 19th of November. Then the following weekend, the Black Hats versus India, ODI. Then the following weekend, Billy Joel. The following weekend, Guns N' Roses. And then a bit of a break over Christmas to get the field right. And then we've got the um, football ferns playing um, the US in uh, the 21st of January. And then throw in Ed Sheeran, uh, in early February, and then Tamatatini. Um, bit of Super Rugby and then into the FIFA Women's World Cup. So to think that Eden Park has had three Women's World Cups in a two-year window, um, throwing in 
the combination of sport and entertainment, it really is um, time for people to um, embrace these events, um, attend these events. The local economic benefit for both Kingwood and Dominion Road, even if you can't come to some of these events, to just be able to help promote the city. It's a great city. And part of our job is to actually serve the people of Auckland and New Zealand, and we feel very fortunate in doing so. Mate, you're doing a fantastic job, Nick. Uh, looking forward to some of those uh, events coming up as well. It, it's going to be a great time. I, I just hope you get an opportunity to take a breath, mate, because it doesn't sound like uh, you're going to have much time for that sort of thing. Uh, this morning when I woke up my two-year-old at uh, 5.30 to do a television interview at 6.30, I'm not sure if my wife was too impressed, but um, they do get a bit of enjoyment seeing Daddy on the television. And um, I go to work every day with a, a lean team who are passionate about what they do. We play to our game plan, and the number one value is customer service. And uh, we feel very privileged to be... Um, the custodians of our National Stadium Eden Park and uh, we're very thankful for the support that um, the community provides us. Good stuff Nick I really appreciate your time today mate and best of luck to you and your team uh, for this weekend and getting uh, that uh, Women's World Cup showpiece wrapped up Absolute pleasure, thanks so much. Cheers, Nick Sautner there the CEO of Eden Park here on SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.